right. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good evening. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. Hope your commute is going well. Are folks still commuting? It is a wonderful Sunday once again, and RPM, the Red Peace Machine, is back at you. We are here with a special guest today. Before we introduce them, let's check in with our regular team. Susie, how are you doing? I am doing fine. Thank you very much. I am fine she's sitting with her guitar she's 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 groovy susie's gonna give us a song then later today we need i'm gonna write the theme song later it's gonna be lesbian folk rock wait (laughs) because that goes with this show (laughs) the genre really fits (laughs) all right and the doctors our little doctor window doctor is mad the ninja then casa granda how are we doing Jessica, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in gloating mode. Um, about middle of June, I sent out an email to mm. uh, sorry, a text message. Oh, actually, babies, to, babies are being hugged. To a group of friends about uh, what I said would be the fifth COVID surge, and uh, people are like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. It's over. Everything's flat." And uh, I got called an anti-vaxer and a bunch of. There was, I, 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 I suffered some recriminations because mm. I was. And now I'm feeling like, wow, I guess I guess the CDC and the disease itself must be a bunch of anti-vaxxers too. Yeah. yeah. Have you reached out again to that group of people? I would, you know, cite my no. last message. I, I, I just, I, they might hear this and then know I'm gloating, but I, I haven't actually gloated I, to I just them. feel I weird. gloat really openly, yeah. When we get to gloat about something terrible happening, that come on, no. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's what I live for. Yeah. I mean, I know history. History is just stringing together a series of violent events. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a catalog of humans. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Banefsha? I am feeling pretty damn good. I got my buddy here on the show. uh, And uh, Ramesh, you you say how you're feeling, and then I'm going to introduce Jaquita. Feeling wonderful. Happy to be here. Let's hear more about this buddy. Who is yeah. the buddy? Okay. So um, everybody, our co-host, our very first co-host, guest co-host um, is Jaquita Wilson Kirby. And Jaquita and I, yay! <laughs> um, so Jaquita is a political operative in Central Texas. She is a major organizer in the area. Um, She is a political and social influencer uh, on a bunch of different platforms. She is the thorn in the side of the Democratic Party in Texas. Yes, Jaquita. (laughs) Blessings to you. (laughs) She has run, personally run for office three times, uh, school board in Georgetown, and also city council. Um, And she has... Okay, so I asked her, Jaquita, how many, how many campaigns have you been manager for? And she could not tell me. <laughs> She's like, well, is this paid or unpaid? <laughs> I mean, recently, it's no longer unpaid. It's all That's paid. That's true. We all who are thinking of, of hiring her, her yeah. genius. Uh, but so we couldn't really, she couldn't tell me a, a number. So we're just going to go with 15. We're just gonna go with fifteen. Yeah, safe That's about right. Um, she was also, which is very, which is, which is um, apropos to what we're, what she wants to discuss today, and we're just gonna support. Um, 
she used to be a teacher for 12 years, both in New Jersey and in Texas, and has a lot to share about the topic, uh, the topic that we're going to cover today, which is Governor Abbott, TA, and kids going back to school. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Jaquita. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I felt like I got the Steve Harvey welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I am, am optimistic that things are going to change due to pressure, but I'm not optimistic that Abbott is going to change. And that's why <laughs> I really wanted to mm. come on and talk about this because at this point, I don't know why he's not getting charges for murder. Um, at the very least, negligent homicide for whoever um, dies, basically, because he is forcing schools to open without any masks, any social distancing, any mitigation efforts whatsoever. And so I'm kind of pissed. And I've been rallying around um, districts who want to do it anyway. He is going to get sued. I believe Harris County is already suing him. And um, there is a group in Austin that is coming together. See what Austin IHC is going to do on Monday. If they decide some things on Monday, then they will have an easier go of it. If they don't decide to support these efforts, some safety measures in some way, um, then they're going to deal with the same things that's happening in Harris County. And there's a coalition of parents that are coming together prepared to um, go to the mat, really. And there are a lot of elected officials and unelected officials, people who have ran before, who have um, large followings that are behind this effort. Uh, I really want to talk to the listeners about supporting people who are doing this work in whatever way that they can. But honestly, the fact that he's really just doing this because he's going to lose the battle. Right? This is all our lives are being thrown away because he's scared of Beto. And I don't care who feels some kind of way that I said it, but that's really the reason why he's doing all of this. I think so, he's also worried about uh, the primaries. He's worried that there'll be a neo-Nazi just to the right of him yeah. that'll take him out in the primaries. I mean, but he's got some serious moderate competition. Sir, like West is raising money. He's a household name. It's yeah. really gonna be hard for him to come out of that primary in a way that he's never had to deal with before. And so- Wait, who is West? Uh, what's the black man that's, that used to be the RNC chair? What is his name? Oh, oh. What is his name? Why do I want to say Malcolm Nance? That's not right. No, it's not. No, it wouldn't be Malcolm Nance. Yeah, oh, I was Alan, like, he is Alan way West? to the left. Yeah. Alan uh, West. I cannot, is what his name? Alan West. Alan West, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, knew, I knew his last name was West, but don't give me on the first name. But um, he's a serious challenger. He has name recognition. Um, there are a couple of other challengers that are a little bit more, you know, to the right um, that are going to be problematic for him, but not in the way that West will. Like Biden was this close here. Beto was this close here. Like you can't have moderate Democrats getting that close in Texas and think you need to go further to the right. It's telling you that you need to go further to the left. And so West is showing up because he's had polling done. This is the thing that everyday 
you know, people don't understand. People at that a higher level, they're not jumping in for no reason. They have polling that is telling them that they have a good chance. They have money that's coming in. There are people that show up with money. Hey, I got $200,000 for you if you will run for governor of Texas. That's how that works at that level. The local level, they throw you in there and they hope you can swim. At the higher level, you're not showing up for anything less than a million dollars on the table. So for him to have three different challengers says a lot about the state of the Republican Party in Texas and how split they really are. That's why Beto is the threat because he's going to come out the primary. Like, let's just be clear. Nobody has $55 million because that's what he already has. Nobody has that. But it's going to diminish his capacity. He's going to have to spend a lot of money to come out of that primary okay on top without a runoff. That's going to take out of his war chest. So this whole special election thing and schools without masks thing, that keeps his name in the paper. That keeps people talking about him. That's less money he has to spend. So he's going to keep doing these extreme things to save his war chest to come for Beto because he knows. So far, Beto has no challenges. The people who are announcing are not challenges. <laughs> Let's be clear. Anybody that's not showing up for Beto in the primary that doesn't already have a million dollars in the tank is not a challenger. And I'm sorry for your audience who are going to feel some kind of way about that statement, but that's the reality of politics in Texas. Like, if you don't have the money, Texas is too big a state for you to challenge anybody in a primary statewide and not have a million dollars. Only person that came close to doing that with nothing was uh, Sima. When she challenged, when she went to that primary with Beto and got more than half the vote <sighs> off of $20,000, that, that told wow. you everything you need to know. Wow. What, what, what did that tell us? Yeah, tell, yeah. tell, that, story. Tells us, that tells us that the Democratic Party is also very split between very progressive Democrats, those that are like willing to take it to the mat. And for Texas, that's a big deal. So Jaquina, and, this 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 show might be listened to all over. Yeah. And can you tell us who Sema is? Sema Hernandez is a progressive candidate outside of Houston. Um, she ran for Senate. She was a DSA um, member, right? That was her. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember being an early supporter um, because she was organizing around all of that, the chemical pollution explosions mm. that were happening mm -hmm. down in that area at the time. And I remember following that very closely, like this lady, this mom, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, is like taking out time and work and everything to try to save herself and her neighbors. Everybody pay attention and people paid attention. Um, and so they laughed at her <laughs> running that race. But look at her numbers. Her numbers were a scary amount of numbers to be going up against Beto. And he was spending money and he was doing all the right organizing. And she still touched him. Yeah. And on 20 grand. Like I think it was in it was in the hundreds of thousands, her 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 um voting support at that time. Wow. So when that happened, it was like. <laughs> a wave hit Texas. Anybody that was 
being an uh, operative at the time was looking at those numbers going, whoa. Now, had I been back, though, I'd have brought Simba out. Hey, friend. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we cool, right? How can I bring you on the team? You what want the seat? In my platform. You know what I mean? I can't give you everything because I got to get these moderates, right? But, like, what's your core, your top three? Let's yeah. work on something. That's what I would have done, mm-hmm. okay? Because then he wouldn't have dealt with all the things that came afterwards. And I think he would have won, personally. I think he would have won if he'd have brought Simma on board. But here we are, mm-hmm. still dealing with Ted Cruz. Oh, because... I'm really curious to hear about your the, the way in which you're thinking about Abbott doing all these performative stunts, right? Just to get his, his name in the paper, just to get some sort of recognition. Why, why mm-hmm. do you think he's doing it? What kind I mean, of to raise money, he, really. Is he up to, to raise money? Yeah. He's raising tons of money. He Every time he goes on one of them shows to complain about the Democrats being in D.C., every time he reaffirms his mask mandate, look at his books. Mm. Look at his quarterly numbers. They've gone up significantly each quarter that he's doing that. So he won't continue if he's not making money. But since he is making money, it's like everybody is saying to him, continue. So that's what he's going to do. It's really, I think it's more about the money than even having his name in places and like having to spend less money. Because the the easy, fundraising is the hardest thing you're going to do as a candidate. You don't want to call people for money. And most candidates at his level is at least calling the big dudes twice a day. At least. Like, hey, this is Governor Abbott. I'm wondering if you could drop 20 grand. 50, 100 in my campaign. I'm going to need it by this date. He's it's, having to do that. It, did People United um, make the uh, cap on that irrelevant or is it still, is there still a cap? You mean Citizens Citizen United? Citizens, Citizens United? Yeah, People United. Yeah. Sorry, Alan. It, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it made it very much easier because, I mean, we have a cap of uh, 5,600, I think it is. Um, couple of, for the couple, but most people, they will have their sons, their daughters, everybody that ever lived in their house name on that report when mm. they drop 10 G's, when they drop 20 G's. I can, when I look up in Open Secrets, you go to Open Secrets, you can look up the name of your neighbor and see real quick who they're don- donating to and how much. And find out their dog has a bank account too. That part. <laughs> That part. Yeah. But But also with super PACs, because that's what Citizens United did, was it made it so that you could give unlimited amount of money to super PACs and no longer call it dark money, because that's the name that they were using Mm -hmm. before Citizens United. I mean, so even though you still have the personal cap on, for direct campaign donations, you can still give unlimited money to super PACs. That part. And (laughs) the truth is, um, Democrats have been like kicking themselves by not creating more of their own progressive PACs and seeking their candidates with progressive PACs. I'm seeing more of it now because of AOC and the Justice League and that team. Like, oh, we're raising this money and we're going to get people elected that think the way we think. Um, but it's not It's not enough. Not Definitely not in Texas. People are not investing in infrastructure in texas and that's what's kicking our butt we keep thinking if we have a fancy candidate that's so cute and charismatic 
that'll do it. No, you need workers behind that person. You need campaign managers. People don't want to hire a campaign manager. And that's under your finance director, the, the most necessary person that you need on a campaign, If depending on your demographics. If you only need a couple of hundred votes, you might could do that yourself. But if you're talking, I need 20,000 votes, ma'am, sir, you need staff <laughs> and trained staff. And you know, in Central Texas, it's pulling teeth to get. I wouldn't be on 15 campaigns if there was more staff. It's not a choice. I want to say no, but I'm looking around and I'm like, ah, we don't have any trained personnel infrastructure here. And that's mm. what I would like to do, get the party to think about doing more and more. And when you said I'm throwing them in the ass of the Democratic Party, it's because I like I'm the like, ass better than the side, yes. <laughs> I'm like, y'all need to get in the game with your money and your time and train mm -hmm. personnel to work these campaigns. Stop finding candidates and getting excited that you found a candidate. Yay, us, we got a candidate on every level. That candidate don't have no help. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to file. Like It was like when Lupe ran for, oh my God, what a fiasco that was. I, and I was at her, one of her announcement parties um, and uh, she this woman was introducing her. I want to say she was a, she was from West Texas, a representative from West Texas. And I'm very embarrassed that I can't remember her name, but she introduced, this is how she said it. She said, I asked everyone, I asked everyone if they would run against Abbott. And the only person who had been in the corner the whole time raising her hand was, and she called her loopy was loopy. Mm. And I was like, this is not, that is not an endorsement. <laughs> oh my God. So I knew how that was going to go right they, off the bat. I personally feel like they did her wrong intentionally. She was not, she's, she can't, she's not, she's not I ready mean, for that level. First of all, I don't think but she's. The thing is, none of them are. I know. None of them are ready. None of these people know how to be in charge of anything. Yeah. Like if you see what I got to see on the local level, mm. oh my God. Obama has said something that messed me up once. He was like, the only reason I ran for president is because I ran for alderman. And he said, I ran for alderman because the alderman in my, in my town was a jerk. And I thought maybe, wow. you know, if I could talk to this dude, like we could work some that. But I couldn't. So I ran against him. Then find out the dude above him is a jerk. And then the dude above him is a jerk. And I do it. And I run for president. Now I'm on the national stage. And it's no different than this first alderman that I dealt with originally and that's the thing we got to get out of our heads it's like we think you got to be ready to be at that level they are not ready they're just winging it i would so like for, i would like for them to have some rudimentary knowledge though of how politics but, work like donald trump but, i mean no she won multiple elections before yes. she ran you know what yeah. i mean she ran yeah she yeah dallas sheriff's department that's that's a big deal. This is a death. Like if you, that's like they were going to pick white, and white was only the mm -hmm. son of a governor. Like, well, that's what we do in Texas. 
It's in the gene. It's hereditary. Come on, he knows everything. It was passed. It's all it's all it's all it's that means it's a an aristocracy. That made me so mad. Like she had her faults, but I was like, "Yo, y'all could have really got behind her." And they did not. But she no. didn't even want to try because of all these things. And personally, I think it's because she was brown. She didn't click off the boxes that you wanted her to click off. And she was a lesbian. Oh, they was like, no. Nah. Oh, man, it was yeah. the end. It was not good. Yeah. We can't have that. So, so I'm like. What about TEA? I'm kind of interested in where they stand oh, on all of this stuff. No, I got I to gotta say something before we get. So Jaquita has five kids. Oh, <laughs> has five kids. She's also yeah. married to Mr. Mr. Kirby. Kirby. I'm told to just say Mr. Kirby. Yep. So Mr. Kirby. Kirby. yep. Um, okay, take it away. Background, because we're gonna hear some stuff. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is yes. true. Um, okay. so somebody bust in here, you know what happened. Um no, I, the TEA situation is an issue because they know better. Like they literally know better, but they're they're toeing the line. Like when I posted, what what did they send out recently? New guidance from TEA. Schools don't have to inform parents of positive cases. Oh wow. <laughs> schools schools don't have to conduct contact tracing. Mm-hmm. If a school does contact trace, parents can still choose to send a child to school if they are a close contact of an infected student. Oh my God. Even infected students can be sent to school, right? You can be COVID positive and you are not. Yes. And if, if you're vaccinated and you don't have symptoms, you can come to school and they're not going to force you to wear a mask or anything like that. Oh my God. It is up to the discretion of the parents to make the right choices. Not my kids. You're not getting none of my kids. So my kids are unenrolling. From the school district. And that's something you were talking about. Tell us about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been, you know, I've been cursing these people out for years about other stuff. And so I have a reputation about of being a bit aggressive and I'm I'm fine with that. And I'm contacting my school board members. I'm contacting the um, superintendent. I'm like, what y'all planning to do? And they're like, nothing. Abbott said we don't have to do no masks or anything and so and only 15% of our people didn't did virtual last year so it's not a big deal Mm. it's not a big deal if we don't have a virtual option it's not a big deal if we don't have the masks in place nothing is a big deal it's all going to be okay and I was like so this disease is affecting black and brown people um, very differently and more extremely and you think i'm gonna risk my black ass kids in your school district and you're not gonna do nothing no this is what we're not gonna do and my kids go to a charter school and i'm still cussing them out and i'm still unenrolling them from the whole system now we get vaccines for kids cool if we don't get vaccines for kids i'm telling people they need to be intentional because this is the other thing tiffany harrison who has allowed me to say her name um, with this theory, has been theorizing for a minute, this is whole thing is to destabilize public schools, is to offer, because the mask mandate only applies to public schools. It does not apply to private schools. So there are tons of private schools that their kids go to, the upper echelon, the people that's yeah. making all these choices, 
There's masks at their schools. Uh, I just want to say that charter schools, charter schools fall under public schools. Yeah, so they are not private. That is correct. And so um, they could lose funding if they tried any of that in, at a charter school. And the private schools are now being offered vouchers. That's the thing. So if you want your kid, and what they're saying is, if you don't want your child to have to be bullied for not wearing a mask, they could go to private school and you maybe could have a voucher. That's, so I feel like that's part of the plan. It's always these extra layers in the plan. It's not just, oh, it's okay if you die. It's like, not only is it okay if you die, let me destabilize public schools so that it's easier for us to take over with these voucher programs, which is what we wanted the entire time. Yeah, the Republican Party definitely has a, a, a pattern of that, um, right? 40 years of trying to destroy the public schools, especially in the last 25. So it totally fits. But also, yeah, and, and also they, I mean, it, it, it's right in line with them wanting to not teach CRT. I mean, that's just right yes. in time for all of this, right? They're like so afraid that that's another way you can get people out of school is I, I mean, why would you send your kid to school where they're not, they're going to learn patriotic learning yeah. and no CRT. I don't understand how you would send your kid to a school that would not teach critical race theory. If you watch some of these school board meetings, I mean, pick, <laughs> pick, pick any school board meeting. And I mean this literally, I don't have to even tell you which one to go to. Pick anyone in Williamson County. Watch the first 30 minutes of opening comments. There's more than one school board. Are, yes, these parents are terrified. When I say terrified that their child will learn critical race theory, in there crying, snot nose, full Karen. Campbell, leave. You're teaching. I mean, gone. It's not coming back. Situation. Still proud of their Grand Dragon Sheriff back in the day, ma'am. There, ma'am. They're on camera doing this. It's like, there's certain things I'm not saying on camera. Like, if I'm behind closed doors with my friends, I'm. Like, <laughs> but they're on camera mm-hmm. saying these things. They're, sometimes they're with their kid with them, mm-hmm. and the kid is watching the mom. Do yeah, all of that. Great. That's great. And so understand, <laughs> these families, they're terrified. Because let me tell you what's really happening. It's really dumb. <laughs> Worried about schools. TikTok is their real problem. These kids. All the critical race theory. It's oh already on TikTok. It's, are learning all of the things. My mm-hmm. children, they know I'm an equity facilitator as well, that I get paid to train people how to incorporate equity in their organizations and all that. Right? Wow. So my children know I do this thing. So they send me the TikToks they get with critical race theory all through the TikTok in 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And they're learning this stuff. And I'm like, and sharing it with their friends. And I'm going, y'all, y'all are too late. Mm-hmm. What you, when Donald Trump was trying to ban TikTok, he knew what it was. Okay? <laughs> he knew what it was. They had got him one time and that's all it took. He was like, uh-uh, mm. I don't like this. They got to go. The rest of these Republicans are not understanding. Oh, I think they understand. I think they understand. So then why are they not doing more about it? Because you're trying to do all of these things for infrastructure that is obsolete now. 
let's yeah. just be clear. Yeah. You know, we send our kids to school because we got to work. It's mm. babysitting. Nobody, nobody's really expecting them to learn too much. Right. Okay. I've been a teacher for long enough to know parents are like, yeah, you do too much. You 36 kids in a class. How are you going to, I mean, you, that, no, that doesn't work. And in Texas, you can have up to 19 three-year-olds. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. tangibly, tangibly for parents who have kids, kids who are under the age of 12, kids who cannot get vaccinated, parents who are working, parents who cannot care for their kids eight hours a day or whatever, what, what do they do? How can they they're, like- they're, they're screwed. Um, what you, My kids are going to school. Yeah, like that's like that's why I'm asking those parents. The, the, the city of Houston has no hospital beds left for kids, right? Kids can't right. go to the hospital. They shipped here. one to Temple, which is 20 minutes really? from me. Oh. 11 month old baby on an intubator, incubator, ventilator, <sighs> and Temple. And so I'm like, when I'm saying unenroll, those who can unenroll need to unenroll because it will help the ones who can't, who have right. no choice. Mm. We could go from having. 30 something kids in the class to 20, which is still a lot, but it's not, That's you know a lot. what I mean? That's too many. Uh, uh, 300 kids in the, the cafeteria to 150. <sighs> That's a lot less stress on the healthcare system than 300 kids. Yeah. Would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one. Two, I, if you can't do it and you have friends and family around, create a pod get you a homeschooling program with your friends and y'all pick a day, a week, five friends, five days. That means everybody don't have the kids every day. That makes sense. That's a great and idea. You, you ship them around. Monday day at Lisa's house. That would require us having yeah, authentic relationships with our friends and our neighbors where we can rely and trust in each other and all this beautiful community work. We don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's anathema <laughs> so i'm having i'm having lots of emotions right now because i am starting monday going to be teaching in classrooms at least with 20 kids but still and yes at a charter school and yeah do they have so a mask mandate there they is can't. no mask mandate they, they can, can they, there cannot be a mask mandate it can be they just no, no, I mean, we would lose funding. We would lose funding. Yeah. So, y'all would have to prove it messing around with me. Let me tell you something. I'm running a program, everybody wearing masks. Yeah. yeah. There is space off. for school districts to res resist, right? To continue to have are. a mask mandate, to engage in a lawsuit, to drag that lawsuit out for a year, to do all of There's this. There's a stuff. lot of ways to do it um, because that second session hasn't started yet. Like, it started. And he found out about the loopholes because, of course, the mainstream media had to post how they talked to eight lawyers about mm. what loopholes could do to do mass mandates, right? Once they posted that, now there are additions to the special session to try to carve out those loopholes. It costs a million dollars <clears throat> for every extra special session we have. It costs like a million dollars. But he can't do nothing now because... <laughs> 12 of them got COVID. Sorry. Like, stupid. Like 12. Stupid. And it's the 12 that got tested. I'm not being. Mm. They miss me with that. 
you know they all got corona. And it's probably the safest things that the Democrats could have did for themselves and their family. That's staying true. in D.C. How crazy. So it's. I think I'm so proud of them though. I'm so proud that they've stayed there and that they're, I mean, that gives me a little hope, you know, just a little bit. Um, I was shocked. So, I, so with, I didn't all expect of, it at all. with all of this that you do, you're going to, you've run for office before. Is that right? Yes. And, and that was in Williamson County or Georgetown yes. proper. Was it for Georgetown City Georgetown Council? Proper. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And how did that go? Yes. How many have you run more than once? I lost my last race by twelve votes, so that oh. that hurt a little. Recount. Bit. Um, oh God. Yeah, yeah. Somebody offered to pay for a recount, but I just was like, it is what it is. Um, I didn't have a great team at that time, and so that's why I was pushed to say, people get. Get people on your team that have experience, that know what they're doing, um, that are not personally involved. You know, that's what makes it hard. You think, oh, I could just hire my husband. I could just get my sister to do the book. I could, nah, you need a team. You need professionals to come in. And so this time I'm going to have an excellent team. Uh, I'm hiring nothing but professionals. I'm just going to do the fundraising because I, I hate fundraising. And previously, you know, I could just go and ask a group of people for money and raise what I need. This time I'm going to actually work to raise the money that I need to, to support a full team and pay them a living wage. Because that's another thing, candidates. Stop depending 24-7 on volunteers. That is slave labor. You need to pay the people, especially the people that you know are working 40 hours a week for you, a living wage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not a Democrat if you're not doing that. That's just how I feel about it. Now, if you ain't got no money and you run it anyway, just on power, and all y'all <laughs> is broke and trying to work it out, that's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about candidates that are actually raising money, that have money in the bank, that will only spend it on ads and things like that, but won't pay their people. Pay your people. That's that's just wrong to me. So you're going to run again, though, this time, right? You've got a campaign starting yes. in November? In November, yeah. Awesome. Yep. And what seat? Who are you running against? Well, the guy that I ran against last time is not going up for re-election. Interesting, because I've been telling him since he won, I'm coming for you, sir. Um, and so it's a couple of newbies that are thinking about running who've never run before. So I'm really excited about my chances. Um, I'm hoping that I have enough name recognition to pull it off yeah. this time. Um, and I'm going to try to not run any other campaigns along with mine. That's another mistake that I made. Every time I ran for office, I was running someone else's campaign as well. Um, and so this will be my first time running for office and just focusing on my seat and seeing where that goes. That's fantastic. That's so exciting. Georgetown. A little bit. Okay. So should we, we mention, are not in a pandemic. Should we mention the fact that you will be the first black person to ever be elected to the city council of Georgetown if you are elected? I have to do some research on that because I can't believe that's a thing. 
Like I know it's Georgetown. Like we got a Confederate statue here, but I could have sworn somebody. Why wouldn't anybody tell me that? Like I don't know. Ah. And I don't think I'm wrong, but anything's possible. I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. It could happen. Yeah, I but- know there was somebody on the school board that was elected. A black woman was elected on the school board in the '90s, but Ooh. I don't know about. <laughs> Well, that's when Shelly <laughs> Davis was, uh, that was the 90s when he was on the city council and he didn't get elected. He just took over uh, a guy's spot who died. So this is a big deal. I mean, even if it's not the first, it's a big fucking deal. So I'm really yeah. excited for you and for yeah. Georgetown, honestly. Oh, honestly, yeah. What's a, big deal for me, what's, what's a big deal for me is <clears throat> not only that, um, Jaquita is a black woman, but she is uncompromising. Mm-hmm. That's that's what, because you know you can be a person of color, you can be black and oh, get can folk and, can folk. and get can, can get into the system. They will eat you up. In yeah. fact, you're the right kind of BIPOC person. Yeah. Uh, but the difficulty is if you retain your mouth and the contents of your mouth and show up the way that you're you want to show up and not compromise which is what jaquita is not going to do or hasn't done yeah not at all they know exactly what's coming and that's why they work so hard like i have to respect the hustle i appreciate (laughs) the fact that i do like i appreciate the fact that they see me as a threat and they fight hard like when i win when i finally win one of these races i I'm going to know they threw everything at me, you know, and I still persevere. And that's a good feeling. They're all going to go on medication uh, when you win. Everybody's going to oh, go period. on medication. Period. Period. You ought to just hand out Xanax when you come in. <laughs> They're going to need to have a, a physician on the floor because I'm coming in where you've been. I got me a crown. I'm gonna wear one my first day. I'm gonna wear <laughs> my, my African garb and my nails is gonna be done. I'm, oh my I'm god, I love yes. all of this. All of this is most. Really? I might hire some people to throw rose petals in front of me <laughs> as I walk down. there's gonna be heart attacks in there oh my we can play we can only hope we can can play feeling good nina simone i didn't you're walking down the road political parties too not just just somebody with a boom box somebody with a boom box in the background (laughs) i'm feeling good yeah, mm. I know. With you know what's crazy? She that you said oh that? God, that'd be so good. I but. have more Republican supporters than Democrat supporters when I run. Okay. Almost. How is it's that? Not the first time. The first time I ran, not so much. And maybe not really the second time. Not for school board. They didn't want me nowhere near the school board. <laughs> they're right. They're right. <laughs> um, but city council. I want to say when I got my numbers, it was 50-50 support. Ooh, that's crazy. Like card-carrying conservatives, too. Wow. Like, I went to one Tea Party um, forum, right? And I'm like, I had been partying with my friends the night before when I should have did. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was so hungover at that forum. I look back on that like, oh, that was irresponsible, Jaquita. Um, but I'm so chill though at the forum. I'm like, you know what? Just say what y'all gonna say. Ask me whatever questions y'all gonna ask me. I don't care. 
this is how I'm, I'm just, just like Vanessa. I'm gonna say what I say. Yep. And by the end of that, they were taken by signs. People gave me money. I was like, y'all know I'm a Democrat, right? Y'all see I'm black. <laughs> like wow. even my team that was with me was like, what just happened? I was like, I don't know. I literally cursed them people out. Like I was talking like I'm talking to y'all. They asked mm. me about a bathroom bill. What would I do about the bathroom? I was like, y'all ain't protecting the girls in the bathrooms now. They're getting assaulted in the bathroom. Y'all need to be checking these dudes that's assaulting them in the bathroom. We got to go through this, 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 this. And they were like, what? There's no one's talking about this. I said, yes, they are. Y'all not listening. Yeah. Go to the school and ask them how many assaults happen in that high school bathroom. That ain't had nothing to do with nobody dressing differently. And then come back to me and tell me what you plan on doing about that. And they like, oh, we, we didn't, who could we contact? Don't ask me who to contact. If you talking to me, who's running about a bathroom, you know who to contact. You don't want to, you don't really want to get in there. You only want to get in there if there's a boy with a dress on. But you don't care about the boys in pants. And that's what I got issue with. And I was able to name all the assaults, at least the ones that came to me. Because Benefsha knows the only reason I ended up on Southwestern is because I'm minding my business protesting this statue, the racist statue, and I'm getting girls from Southwestern coming up to me talking about how they got sexually assaulted on campus. That's how I ended up running for office in all of this is how much sexual assault is happening in Georgetown proper and no one's doing anything. Mm -hmm. I was minding my business, regular activists. <laughs> and they're like, hey, excuse me, you look like you you talk to people. Can you ask them to stop assaulting us? So I show up at the campus with a bat <laughs> to talk to these girls. Cause I'm like, just like if the, I had talked to the, to the chief of police and he's like, I can't do anything. They have their own jurisdiction. So I went to go talk to their chief of police and she was like, oh, some of the girls, you know, just regret things that happened the night before. I said, they regret being roofie. That's what we, that's what we gonna, we gonna say. Okay, so since y'all don't care, I don't want y'all showing up caring when I show up at this back. Now well, you care yeah. that somebody's been assaulted. I don't want to hear nothing. And nobody called the cops either. That's what's interesting. And I've They're been acting up on that campus ever since. They're also super concerned about control over other people, like down to what we wear. You know, I mean, give me a fucking break, man. Oh my God. I mean, who cares what I'm wearing? Who cares what I look like? I feel like now is a good time to lift up the guitar and turn it backwards. Oh, oh yeah. Nancy? <laughs> By the way, y'all, we're going to have Jaquita. She's she's agreed to come every once in a while. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we don't have to throw all our uh, questions at her. There you go. Oh, yeah. Higher, higher. 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 There you there go. You there you go. go. <laughs> She's the best. She's yeah, the best, man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking um, this might be a good place to stop. We've gone a little over also, but we just can't get enough of you and your brilliance and your beauty. Thank you for being here. Yay. Um, I love you. I'm so thankful for you. And um, yeah, should we go we with one? I'm coming to give hugs. <laughs> you know where i live i know where you live yes <laughs> this. yep as we go back into uh 
lockdown. Quarantine, not, I don't know. Anyway, um, let's go around and say one word about uh, how we feel and wrap this thing up until next week. Um, Ramesh, you wanna you wanna start? Maybe no. If anyone else has their word, hop in. I'm I'm searching for mine. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> it's my word. <laughs> All right, I'm feeling super warm and fuzzy um right now so i'll leave it at that it's a good it's a good morning i'm inspired, inspired. yay well, i miss you i miss you i don't have any other words but i miss you Aww. i miss your tea i miss your smell i miss you so much so, oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. love you woman ramish so so happy to have you <laughs> it was great i think, I think the you. princess leia look you got going is so it's yeah. so suitable you because you are a warrior can you, you can you get a white outfit i warrior it's, can you get a white outfit and do that that would be awesome y'all y'all are gassing <laughs> me right now because i swear i my afro was like this okay next <laughs> time this afro morning. next time like, okay, yes go. angela davis okay. angela davis in the 60s like, Jedi warrior, that's fine. That's right. You won't be able to see my face. I'll be having a movie, but I, I appreciate the gas. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. It was so nice to meet you, and please come back. We'll do. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.